Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know about two opportunities that are coming up at Body Metrics. March is National Nutrition Month, and we are super excited for all of these fun things planned. First off is Jumpstart. Jumpstart is our six-week health and weight loss program, and it starts March 13th at 7 p.m. This virtual program includes all things nutrition and includes exercise programs, meal plans, and a lot of accountability. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you head over to bodymetricshealth.com to sign up. Second, we're offering a challenge this month. And this year we're doing a plant challenge. We are challenging you to see how many different types of plants you can put in your diet each week. Again, for more information on this free challenge, head over to bodymetricshealth.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. So I'm recording this episode on a Sunday evening and a few days ago, I believe it was around Thursday night, Jim and I were talking about our weekend and what we had going on and we're like, we just need a fun weekend. And we didn't define what fun meant. Um, We didn't have any specific plans. We just said, let's just try to have a fun weekend together. And now as I'm taping this episode and I'm trying to think back to what, what did we even do that would qualify this weekend to be considered a fun weekend? And I can't think of a single thing that we did outside of our norm. We watched a lot of basketball. We did watch the Eagles win a football game, so that was exciting, but it wasn't a really great game. They kind of clobbered the other team. Today, I took a nap. I cleaned the office. I went to the grocery store. So I'm guessing that maybe fun weekends are ones that include naps. Is this where I'm at in my stage of life where fun weekends are naps in grocery stores? I guess so, but um, yeah, I'm just curious, is that what fun weekends are for you or is our family really lame and fun weekends are are not as adventurous anymore? I don't know, sometimes I feel like we're just kind of stuck in the same old routine and it's comfortable and it's good and we're still accomplishing a lot of things, but I feel like we need to mix it up a little bit, so I got to think about this a little more, so stay tuned. I'll, I'll fill you in on what I come up with, but uh, just just curious, what are your weekends? Do you have fun weekends? Like, Do you actually go out and do a lot of things, and are you adventurous, or do your weekends look more like getting things back to maybe status quo in your house, preparing for the week ahead for work? Please either inspire me with your stories or uh, empathize with 
our boring life and um and tell me me too me too we're just we're just hanging out all weekend today i want to talk about a topic uh the topic of how to stop a negative behavior so we've done episodes before where we talk about how to start a new habit but today i specifically want to focus on how to stop a negative habit and this is really important when you understand how habits are formulated you may get a better understanding of how you've approached this incorrectly in the past and why trying to just stop a negative habit didn't work out for you so well so let's kind of jump right in and let's talk about this. This isn't going to be a long drawn out podcast because I want to keep this just short and to the point and just really help you understand the process. So moving forward, if there is a habit that you've identified that you want to stop, maybe it's you want to stop eating all the tortilla chips when you get home from work. Maybe it's you want to stop overeating at dinner. Maybe it's you want to stop overeating at night after the kids go to bed. Maybe you want to stop scrolling on Instagram and Facebook for four hours a day. Isn't that always humbling when you get your, your weekly time report on your phone for how many hours that you've spent on your device? Uh, maybe you want to stop mm, staying up so late at night. Maybe you want to stop smoking. You know, there's a lot of things that you may identify as unhealthy habits and something that you want to stop versus something you want to start. Like, I want to start exercising. I want to start eating more fruits and vegetables. Two different pathways, very similar, but we're going to identify what change we need to make in this particular podcast of removing negative habits. So let's review real briefly. What are the three components of creating a habit? Well, we need our cue, we need our action, and we need our reinforcement. So in other words, we could say you need a reminder, something to trigger you to do the habit. Then you need the routine the action, the actual habit that you're, you're doing. And then you need the reinforcement or the reward for choosing that action step. And these are the three components of habit formation. So I always tell my clients when they're looking to create a habit, make sure you don't forget the reward piece because the reward piece is what tells your brain, hey, you really like this idea? We should do it again. We should do more of this. Creating a habit, the emphasis and the focus is a lot of times on the reward and the trigger. Setting yourself up for success, then doing the action and reinforcing the positive action. When it comes to removing a negative habit, we focus on the action itself, the routine. That's the thing we want to replace. So if you've identified that, you know, you want to stop overeating after work, we want to really focus on the action of overeating after work. That's the piece that we want to remove. 
Okay, so when I talk about the different components of habits, I just want to make sure that we're all using the same language. So there's a cue, there's an action, and there's a reinforcement. And we're focusing specifically on the action part, the one we want to replace. Okay, let's be clear. Just stopping the routine, stopping the action, it doesn't work. And this is probably what you've done in the past. You've said, I want to stop eating after the kids go to bed. So tonight, I'm just not going to do it. And then nine o'clock hits, you're watching TV on the sofa, and all of a sudden, a thought pops into your head, I want a snack. And you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, nope, I don't want to. And that voice inside your head is going to get louder and louder and come up with more outlandish reasons why you need that snack. And before you know it, you are sitting with a tub of ice cream, watching your favorite show on Netflix, and vowing to start tomorrow. Right? The reason why just stopping and not doing the action, the reason why that doesn't work is because there's no reward. There's nothing to tell your brain, hey, this was a good thing. We should do it again. We need to be intentional about creating an, an environment where we have a cue, we have that trigger, and we replace the action with something else in order to get the same reward that we're seeking. Okay, so really what this comes down to is we need to keep the cue and the reinforcement present. We just need to change the action. We need to change the routine. Okay, I get that. All right, if I want to stop a negative habit, all I have to do is replace it with something else. But the thing that is a little tricky is you have to replace it with something that gives you the same reward as the previous action. And in order to do this well, a question you need to first ask yourself is, what reward are you getting out of this behavior? So when you eat after work, when you eat that bag of tortilla chips, what reward do you get from eating the whole bag of tortilla chips? And you can't say, well, nothing, there's no reward, because that's not true. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing the habit. At some point in time, you got a reward for eating a lot of tortilla chips. Whether that was feeling your blood sugar restore whether that was giving you energy for the second part of your day, the evening shift with your family. Um, maybe it gave you some type of stress reduction, the routine chewing, the numbing out from your day just gave you a brief reprieve from your day. There is absolutely some type of reward you receive from your actions, from a habit that you do over and over again. All right, so again, the goal is to replace the routine, but get some type of 
similar reward. So you've got to figure out what solution are you looking for? I think I shared this on the podcast last week. I had a, a client. Maybe I didn't share it last week. Maybe this happened this week. I'm getting my weeks confused. Um, but I recently had a client who was telling me that she, how do we start with? Oh, she told me in the beginning of her session that some of her early hunger cues when she starts to get hungry are headaches and a growling stomach and lightheaded. Those were her three early hunger signals, which is awesome when you can identify them. We can start making things change from subjective to objective. So she identifies that these are her three cues. And then later on in the session, she tells me that when there's changes in weather patterns or when she gets really stressed out, she gets a headache. And then all she wants to do is drive into a drive-thru on her way home from work to make the headache go away. And she's like, I don't know why I even do that. Why do I associate going to a drive-thru when I have a headache from stress? And I was like, well, remember in the very beginning of the session when you told me that headaches are an early hunger cue for you? Your body feels a headache coming on and it doesn't think, hmm, is this a headache because I'm hungry or a headache because of the weather pattern? It just says, headache, go get me some french fries. So now when you have a headache and you start to notice that you have that desire to go get french fries through a drive through now you can look to see, do I also have um, a growling stomach? Do I also feel lightheaded or not? Because if it's not then the headache is from some external source, not derived from a physical hunger. But the problem is we can't just not go through the drive-through. That's not going to help her in the moment because in the moment she's seeking out a solution for the headache. That's ultimately what she's looking for, to make the headache go away. So we started brainstorming on some tactics and and techniques that she could possibly try to see, would this work? Like, would cool compresses work? Would hot compresses work? Uh, Would a really fun eye gel mask work where she could just kind of take five minutes to herself when she gets home and lay it on her face and just rest in a dark place? Would that help her headache? And all of a sudden, she's like, oh my goodness, you're right. This is what I've been looking for, a solution to the root cause of the problem. The root cause is the headache. We want that to, we want to make that go away. So the cue is the headache. The action, the previous action was eat french fries. But she'll even admit to you, it wasn't a long lasting response. It was just a brief moment to distract her and make the headache feel better but then ultimately the headache would come back and the reward was the short term making the headache go away now what we're going to do is she's going to get the trigger which is the headache we're going to replace that with some cool compresses or an eye gel mask with the hope of the reward the headache going away and when you're it is important to note when you're trying different actions to replace that initial 
habit that you're looking to replace, you might have to try a couple different things. Like you may not get it right the first time. That doesn't mean that you're not going to figure it out. It just means you didn't figure it out the first time. Okay, so don't get discouraged if the very first thing you try doesn't work the very first time. You may have to try it two or three times. And if it's not working, you may have to come up with another solution. That's what I told her. I'm like, try this. And when you come back in for your follow-up, if it didn't work, we'll come up with some new ideas. But for now, here's something we haven't tried. What's really, really interesting is often bad habits have immediate rewards and good habits have delayed rewards. Isn't that the truth, right? A lot of times if we're eating out of stress, we eat the habit of emotional eating, we're looking for something to take away that uncomfortable emotion right away. And often the bad habits, (laughs) the ones that aren't healthy, the ones that aren't addressing the root of the problem, they will often give us some immediate response but they usually don't give us the long-lasting response. The good habits, the ones that take time to develop, the ones that take practice and, and putting your reps in, those often have a delayed response, but they also have a longer-lasting response. So again, when identifying a habit that you want to replace, we've got to keep the cue and the reward, the reinforcement the same, All we want to do is replace the action step, the routine. So we first have to identify what solution, what is the solution we're looking for? What is ultimately what we're trying to achieve? Are we trying to achieve rest? Are we trying to achieve peace? Are we trying to achieve uh, calm? Are we trying to achieve... um, Uh, pain-free experience. Once we know what we're trying to achieve, then it's much easier to come up with constructive alternatives versus just throwing anything out there and realizing it's not working. The second thing that we can do is we need to curate our environments. We need to specifically and intentionally create environments for success. All right, so if your goal is not to eat ice cream at night, buying ice cream at the grocery store each week is not going to be helpful, right? Stop keeping ice cream in your freezer if you don't want to eat ice cream at night. Make it a little bit more challenging. I know for us, we rarely have ice cream in the house. If one of us wants ice cream, that means we have to get in our car and go drive to an ice cream shop or to the grocery store. And I'm typically too lazy to do that. Like once I get home, I don't want to go back out. Now, the only challenging thing is if you have a kid that just got their license because they all want to go out. Uh, They don't care. It's 930 at night and somebody says, I want ice cream. I'll get it. So that's a little tricky. I don't really have a solution for that just yet. (laughs) But um, keeping things accessible especially if you're trying not to eat them, that's going to make it more challenging. So think of ways that you can make some of these habits less challenging. Can you move certain food items 
to different parts of the house. I know a lot of my clients will keep certain snacks in the basement or they'll keep them in the garage or they'll put them on a really high shelf or they have to go get a chair to climb up on to go find them. Or they'll put them in the lowest shelf possible in the back so they have to take everything out first and crawl to the back to get that certain food item. They just make it more difficult. Every little step that you create to make it a little bit more difficult is an opportunity for your brain to be like, is this really what we want to do right now? And sometimes we just need that little bit of pause and a little check-in to be like, man, this is a lot of work for us to say, you know what, actually, this isn't what I want to do right now. I'm trying to meet a need. I'm trying to come up with a solution that doesn't match the root cause of the problem, what I'm actually searching for. So when you make things a little bit more challenging, you're more likely to not follow through. All right. And the thing with this, again, is it's going to require practice. It might not work the first time or it may work the first time, but it doesn't work the second time. Practice, 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 and not perfect practice, just practice. You're going to mess up from time to time. Remember, habits that you have done for for years or decades are not going to be erased overnight. I remember when I had the goal to um, really try to pay attention to my fullness cues, especially at dinner, I gave myself a whole entire year to work on it because I knew 40 years of practicing overeating was not going to be erased in two weeks. And during that year that I really focused on that, that goal, there were times that I still overate at dinner. There were. There's still times now that I overeat at dinner. But it's decreasing in frequency. Again, something that you've been doing for a really long time is going to take a little bit of time to get back on track. And I think a lot of us have really unrealistic expectations. And we're really hard on ourselves for this idea that we should get instantaneous rewards. And it, it just doesn't work that way. So be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace when you need it. Um, the third thing that I want to focus on is make sure you're seeking immediate rewards. Remember, if bad habits often have immediate rewards and good habits often have delayed rewards, then When we're replacing the action step, we're going to be seeking out that positive reinforcement very, very quickly. We are. So you have to give it to yourself. Just like you have to set set yourself up for success with your cues and your triggers, you have to set yourself up for success with immediate rewards. And something that can be really helpful with this is a habit tracker. What is a habit tracker? Well, a habit tractor is a very sophisticated piece of paper that you can create with a ruler and a pencil. Or you could use a spreadsheet because there's a grid already created for you. And basically what you're going to do is you're going to write down the habit, the new habit that you're trying to create or the one that you're trying to replace And then you're going to put little boxes next to it. And maybe you do seven boxes for seven days of the week. And every time you make the better choice, you color in the box. 
that's a habit tracker. It's just something to recognize the work that you just did, the, the work, the good job, well done work that you just did. And it's showing your brain that I can do this. Look at these boxes that are colored in. You know, I have four boxes colored in, whereas last week I had zero boxes colored in. And it's positive reinforcement to your brain that you can recognize right away. It's not a, well, I have to wait for this habit to develop and hopefully with repetition it'll work out. You actually have data that you can look at and see, yes, I did this. If you're a sticker person, go get some stickers and give yourself a gold star. And I know this seems like I do not need to give myself stickers. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because this is how habits are created. You need all three components. So you can't say that I'm too old for stickers. If you are trying to change a habit, you need a sticker. And whether that sticker is in the form of an actual sticker, or it's coloring in a box, or it's putting an X in a box, it's all the same. Do whatever resonates with you. But that reward piece, that instantaneous reward piece is critical. Acknowledge the hard work that you did so that your brain will say, I like the way this feels. Let's do it again the next time the situation arises. All right. So that is what I want you to focus on. I want you to identify if there are any negative habits that you want to stop. I want you to start looking at the three parts of the habit, the trigger, the action, and the reinforcement. And then once you have identified them, then we can start looking at what is the ultimate solution I'm searching for and what action can I replace the negative action with and still get the same reward, still having the same trigger. And then you're going to try it and you're going to see if it works. And if it works, great, do it again. Get your reps in. Do it over and over. And if it doesn't, try something else. It's not a failure. It's just not the solution for you. And the good news is, is there are lots of options. This is not a one-size-fits-all category. There are different things that work for different people, and you just have to figure out what works for you. And if you need help, that's where you ask us. And maybe we can come up with some solutions that maybe didn't come to your mind, but you know, it always is that way, right? Like when you're in it, it's really hard to come up with constructive solutions, but a third party sometimes can look at the situation and be like, oh, well, why don't you try this? And you're like, why didn't I think of that? That's where we come in to help. And, and again, health insurance covers nutrition appointments. So if you're struggling, you don't need to do this by yourself. You know, there are people out there that want to help and, and love it. <laughs> I, again, I, I can't believe it's my job, but I do. I love helping people. And, and um, if that's you, uh, give us a call and, and we'd love to set up an appointment to meet you. All right, guys, it is time for your recipe. So 
Today we are doing a fresh green bean salad. So this is a great dish for the spring, the summer, uh, especially when you got fresh green beans out of the garden. But we're the type of family that we eat green beans all year round. We love them so much and all the kids like them. So I feel like this is an easy go-to recipe. Um, for this recipe, you're gonna need a pound of fresh green beans, a quarter cup of freshly squeezed lemon juice, two tablespoons of Dijon mustard, a half a cup of olive oil, some salt and pepper to taste, a tablespoon of chopped fresh chives, a third of a cup of crumbled goat cheese. You could also use feta, or you could omit it. And a third of a cup of toasted walnuts chopped. So first thing you're gonna do is prepare an ice bath. So to do that, you're gonna get a big bowl filled with cold water and ice. And you're just gonna sit that to the side because we're gonna blanch the green beans. Blanching is pretty much, um, to define blanching, you basically, are going to stop the cooking process as rapidly as you can. So you're gonna bring a large pot of water to a boil. Once it's boiling, add the green beans, cook three to four minutes. And then after that three to four minutes, you're gonna immediately take a strainer and transfer the beans to the ice bath and let them chill for five minutes. After they're done, you can pull them out of the ice bath and then pat them dry with a paper towel. So we're cooking them very fast and then we're immediately stopping the cooking process so we can get that bright, vibrant, crisp, tender uh, consistency that we're looking for. And then in a bowl, you're gonna whisk together the lemon juice and mustard, whisk in the olive oil until it's emulsified, meaning all mixed up. You can add a pinch of salt and pepper along with the chives and just whisk that together for the dressing. Place the beans on a plate and drizzle on the Dijon dressing, top with the crumbled cheese, the feta or the goat, depending on what you're using, and the walnuts. And you're going to serve that immediately. And that's just a really nice way to bring a standard vegetable into an amazing side dish. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week as always, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.